You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should hey I guys. sit like this? Is it weird it's that I sit little, like this? It's a little. Is it? A little bit. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. For the video listeners, you can see that uh, the setup looks a little different today. Even the sound Finally. is a little different. I don't know. Maybe it's because I moved some stuff around. You know, we're trying something new. Okay. I mean, we're, the we're, acoustics. We're, huh. Acoustics yeah, maybe the excu- acoustics are a little better or worse. I don't know. Well, we're trying something new here, okay? Mm-hmm. We're getting back to our OG, like, first five, ten video days where we were doing it in Sada's place. With the big-ass pillows covered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the I don't couch. know why we did that the first what? day. Eh, it was just a little, you know, this little setup we, we had. We had, like, a, a minor, tiny bit of anxiety. And those are just our comfort support pillows. Did I have the pillow too? We both like these massive pillows on us. Amir, if you can. Maybe f- we'll bring back the pillows. Oh, yeah, it's I can really put it embarrassing. behind us. Why? Because like looking, have you ever watched those videos since we've posted them? I, I after I put up a video online, I go back and like look at a for a few minutes just to see how everything looks on the page, mm-hmm. and then I never go back to it again. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I go through it just to like pretend like i'm watching it like a viewer what how do they experience this video yeah you know like i watch the intros and i'm like if i was if i wasn't me and i was just a fan yeah or just a friend someone that watched it like would i get excited when i see nah man after looking at that footage for like six hours i'm done with it you know what though once i post the clips because when i'm posting the clips it's on a loop as i'm like yeah at this point now i just turn off the volume yeah I can't bear to like I can't stand to hear our voices yeah. anymore. But once I post the videos, the clips, that's when I never go back. But like mm. at first, I like I used to go back and just see, make sure that everything was like, you know, still r- up and running. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's not like it's gonna change over time or I something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just, just give us an extra view. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Connection Podcast. Podcast. Uh, it felt kind of weird though i don't know what do you mean i'm so over intros they were so last week they're so last period last semester i mean i think i think it still (laughs) still works intros are out now cold opens are in 
That, I, that's I heard. What the, that's what I, the kids are saying. That's what they do. They are saying. <laughs> you know what else they're saying? What? They're saying that you shouldn't find your niche. Because if you find your niche, then you're boxed into that niche. What? So you should create your own is what they're saying. Did you know that? Your own niche? Yes. What do you mean? So for example, let's say you're what's, niche, what's, what's a niche to you? To me? Yeah. It's like what you identify, not necessarily what you identify with, but like, it's like your thing. Yeah. Like, so well, for example, how do you have multiple niches? Okay, go, yeah, go, 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 like, go. Okay. So let's just say, let's let, for example, sake. Yeah. Let's just say your niche is working out. Yeah. Which it is. Right? One of them. Yeah. One of them. But if you started off, let's say we started off this podcast strictly as like, we're just talking about workout journeys. Yeah. He's obviously in a different stage than I am, but like, we're both just talking about it because it's easy for us to compare and contrast. right? Yeah. Then we would have boxed ourselves into that niche. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You yeah, 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 yeah. But like yeah, yeah. this girl, this video that I was watching, she was saying like the, the art of being successful on TikTok is not to force yourself into this niche like for example mm -hmm. you're like oh you know what fitness pages are doing really well i'm gonna do a fitness page yeah instead you should just create your own niche yeah i do i do see that that's what a lot of that's why a lot of creators lead to like having burnout mm -hmm. because they 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 are so stuck to doing one niche or one thing mm -hmm. and like there's only so much you can milk out of that one niche exactly until like it starts just getting repetitive yeah and you're like okay what do i do now how do i do something different? especially if you have that side of your brain where you need to do something that's creative or different mm -hmm. but you've done it so long for so long and so often that you kind of run out of things that you can even think of yeah so um at that point a lot of, that's where you see a lot of creators they'll like come out and be like hey guys i'm taking a break mm. or like and they'll they have to like reinvent themselves exactly they, all they do is find a new niche yeah <laughs> so you know? uh but yeah that's why that's why i don't like stick i feel like this podcast hasn't really stuck to a niche like we've kind of just been all over the place but it's been working for us yeah yeah because i think like for example um like we know and i think you guys know when we talk about relationships i feel like that brings the most traffic to our pages mm -hmm. to our like we get the most listeners um on all platforms yeah um, and although it's fun to talk about this topic um first of all it's a very niche topic Mm -hmm. there's there's only so much you can really say especially if you know you have one you have to be careful of what you say like you don't want to expose yeah. too much about your own personal life and whatever you know what i mean but like eventually you're just gonna hit a wall because you've maxed out how much you can talk about it yeah and then what and so, that's what that's what frustrated me at first that's why i didn't want to talk about it for the longest time yeah uh was because like i felt like it has been covered so much mm. and like i'm a solutions person and i just wanted like someone to be like okay this is a solution but then when it comes to relationship they're so like multifaceted they're like so unique to every person that there is really no one answer yeah for everything yeah it's not a black and white topic yeah and i exactly. think that's why people love hearing the perspectives of many different people because mm -hmm. your experience is not going to be the same as mine and it's not going to be the same as the however many people that are listening to us and so mm -hmm. they especially if we didn't start off talking about relationships right so the our, our regular listeners have grown to get to know bar parts of our personality yeah say parts <laughs> <laughs> parts of our personality and so i think they were interested they're like oh, i wonder what they think about this topic yeah. and that doesn't mean that we'll never ever talk about relationships again but at one mm -hmm. point i think we were doing a relationship series mm -hmm. where we, we we would talk about it 
quite okay, often. W- we did one episode. No, we did two. Did we do two? Actually, we did technically we did three. I guess yeah, like the first one we named it a relationship series until we realized like why are we naming these things series? And yeah. then we just kind of just, we just made it everything. Yeah, but like we talked about it a couple times. Yeah, where. Like by the end of it, and we and whenever we would do Q and A's, like sixty percent of the questions were about relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, guys, there's more to us than just our relationship status. Like we have so much more to cover than mm-hmm. just that. And at that point, I feel like we already covered. Like we said everything we could say. Yeah. Maybe in a year from now, like six months from now, our our perceptions of what they were before could change, and mm-hmm. that would be a perfect opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but. Yeah, so that's what like this this video mm-hmm. to go back to the original point. Yeah, <laughs> the video um, she was talking about um, tips on how to be successful on TikTok, mm-hmm. and so that was one of the first ones was like don't put yourself in a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I think that that was something that we did pretty like we did a good job with. Yeah, that. but there are people who have who have like you for generally mm-hmm. it can be it, it's not the best to put yourself into a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once someone like you know, hits the jackpot or hits a lottery on a certain video they make that's to a specific niche, then usually they'll run with it. Why you put it over there? Uh, but like, like uh, one example would be like um, movie people on TikTok. Like, like people who just know, people who literally just, their content is all about the latest movies and like uh, the latest trailers that came out, reviewing stuff like that. There are people who strictly make content on movies and TV shows, and those oh. people are doing pretty well for themselves. But and they, it, it, you know what? Sorry uh, to go back. It depends on what the niche is, because no, because there are certain niches like that, like movies. Yeah where you'll never run out of content because there's always going to be a new movie coming out. There's always going to be a new TV show coming out. There's always going to be some controversy in the movie world. Uh, there's always going to be something to review. So I feel like those niches really help out. Uh, also, another example, like I mentioned last time, MKBHD. What? Oh no, Ma- Marquise Brownlee, the guy that I mentioned last time. Can't you just time. say his name, Amir? No, I'm going to say his YouTube name all the time. You got to okay. show respect to the OGs out here. But him, yeah. his niche, and he's mentioned his, his niche is technology. But he, I love that. Exactly. So it's not, it's not like a one size. It's not always bad to stick to a niche. You just have to make sure that that niche has almost a never ending stream of content. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're like reviewing movies there's always going to be a new movie for you to review a new show whatever yeah um reviewing technology we are in the age of technology where we're constantly getting new yeah developments so you're right those are so i guess oh sorry you can keep going i was gonna uh, say no i was gonna say so what it breaks down to is that there are positive niches and there are negative niches where like the negative ones you don't might not see right away yeah but over time you'll start to see like the 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 negatives start to pop up or the cons start to outweigh the pros like uh a, a few examples oh you want to give a few examples or i was I gonna say, say okay one, but go i want to know if we're thinking of the same thing like uh for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Family channels mm-hmm. can, can be detrimental. Like, they'll be positive at first, mm-hmm. but then, depending on what your content is, yeah. they can turn into something negative, um, especially if you get warped by it and your mind starts like changing on how you f- make your content. On that note, yeah. um, this isn't. This is obviously like on a much greater scale because it wasn't just on YouTube. But yeah. do you remember John and Kate plus eight? Oh, you saw that too, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I love how we see the same videos. <laughs> so we know what we're talking about. But um, I guess the mom, Kate, was so like hyper fixated on being successful mm-hmm. and making it in the show. And with eight kids, like one of them is bound to be neglected, honestly. Yeah. You know? Like poor kids. But I can't remember what his name was. But they're like yeah. There's one of them. There's one of them that like I think it was like Charlie or something like that. I can't remember. She don't got a kid named Charlie. You never know. Yeah, William. Okay. <laughs> Kevin. Some white name. I don't know. <laughs> I was like Kevin or something. Yeah. Kevin's usually the neglected one. <laughs> Home Alone, if you know. Is it? Is that his name? Yeah, Kevin. His name was Kevin on the you show. Remember them like yelling his name in the airport? Kevin. Oh, I can't remember his name. Like I don't remember names Home like Alone. That. I don't remember people's names that I meet in person. Okay, how am I going to remember true. characters and? Te- well, depends. I can like name you every character from like Harry Potter, but whatever. See. <laughs> um. But yeah, like he, he's. I think they're eighteen now. Yeah, All they the kids are. are eighteen. Oh, my voice is cracked. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's being cracked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a long day. Okay. Um. But he, because they're eighteen now, they're mm-hmm. free to speak. I mean, yeah. I think, is is it like legally allowed? Like, why are they now? No, they're free. Up? They're free to speak before, but now technically their parents aren't their legal guardians. Ah, yeah, okay. But yeah, he was he he's he has spoken up about it, and mm-hmm. some of the kids are closer to their dad, which is crazy because like after they got a divorce, I feel like Kate really villainized John. Yeah. Um, well, he did cheat. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but I'm saying for uh, as a father, because like, cheating is is we're gonna remove that. Like we're we're gonna compartmentalize yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's separate from him being a father. Mm-hmm. And I think she made him sound like a bad father as well. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy that the kids now feel closer to him. Yeah. Than they did with her. Well, you know, maybe there's a reason he cheated. I'm just saying, it might be a little crazy. I'm just saying, not 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 saying that cheating's good. I'm just saying, you know, that. I'm just saying, you know. But. You know, that's that's one like the dark side of of having these family channels is Mm -hmm. that your children are not giving you consent. They're kind of just going with the flow because they have to. Yeah. And so what if when they're older, they're like, I don't want my whole childhood Mm -hmm. online for random people to see. Yeah. You know, and so now like I remember before. Do you remember sometimes people would post pictures of their kids, but then they'd block their faces. Yeah. Blur out their their eyes or something. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like. What's the point of uploading your child if you're just going to cover their face? Yeah. Like, why? Just don't post them. 
Uh, sometimes I guess. Um, but it, but then it, it goes back to the whole saying of like, keep it private but not a secret. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Keep it private but not a secret. Yeah. So you're not keeping your child a secret. Like yeah. people know you have a kid. Yeah. But they're just private. Yeah. It, well, t- uh, for that, I usually say to each his own. Yeah, to each his own. But now, like, now that I'm like, look, thinking about it from this perspective mm-hmm. at, at this time of my life, like I get it. I get why they're not gonna post their kid online. Yeah. Um. For for the John and in Kate plus eight, like it should have been a dead giveaway when you saw her haircut. That <laughs> haircut she had. I think everyone who's seen that show knows. That's like she a, she has the, the you know I what talk Karen? To your manager yeah exactly the talk to your man talk to your manager shirt uh, hat um, hat Here. haircut oh my god but also like even the way she acted on the show you can tell like she was just like that really like i don't know she she definitely had very karen energy that's oh. why i feel like they should change the name from karen to kate because like you mean kate to karen kate to karen yeah no no no. like like the you know how we call it karen oh oh oh, oh, yeah because she's technically like the og like that was the first person i saw that kind of haircut yeah she's probably the one who made it popular for all those other moms i'm pretty sure she did yeah because that 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 show came out what like 2008 if they're 18 now they were like uh they were even like like toddlers in the show no they were no they were they How were old born were they? when the show started were they born when the they show started yeah so that means the show was 18 years ago that she mm-hmm. probably is the og karen ha- uh karen hairdo but because well, yeah, after her that's when they had all these other like multiple yeah. children shows exactly <laughs> Whatever it's called. like like octo mom what the oh yeah you remember octo mom was she before or after her though I think, I think she, she was, was after. after. Her, right? Yeah, she was definitely after. The fact that they called her Octo Mom mm-hmm. because wait, she had eight kids. Because uh, Kate had she she like two upped her because Kate had six and she already had two. Yeah. Uh. So then Octo Mom had eight altogether, which is crazy. That's actually like I've seen wild. some moms with just one child who have like the like this belly that sticks from like here to you, like from between Cause us. Because the, the kid's big, right? Yeah, but yeah. then like having eight inside there. I mean, let's not shame pregnancy bellies. Let's not no, I'm that. not shaming it. Oh, I'm just saying like the like, how do you fit like eight how kids do you like not only how do you fit but how do you live like that, like walking around with that much weight in your stomach? Women's bodies are amazing. Yeah, yeah I not t- <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. don't be trying that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a niche. Going back to the original point, mm. um, what's a family that you used to watch? Because I know, like for me, I used to love YouTube families. Oh, for me, it was always Shay Carl. You already I kn- know. Yeah, already know. I used to watch them too. Shay Tards, Shay Carl. Yeah, that what was like the OG family. Um, they sold. He made a business called. Um, oh, shoot, what was it called? uh with a bunch of other youtubers they had a youtube studio basically they made mm. where they would produce content for other youtubers and they would have like it was almost like they managed other youtubers that's cool yeah and it got big enough to where it got onto like disney's radar wow yeah and disney ended up buying it wow for like mult like hundreds of millions of dollars oh my god and all the owners like i think it was like shay carl Cassim g and like uh, uh um lisa nova i don't do you remember lisa nova there are a I, bunch of youtubers yeah who who were the owners of it even mm-hmm. i think philip defranco a little oh, bit oh okay but i think he got like he got out early or something because of some fight i don't know but essentially they all made a bunch of money he moved to utah uh Shea carl specifically moved to utah built his own ranch he like bought a ski resort 
Wow. And he's been living like that. But then he was still making videos, but then he got into some controversy where he was found to be like texting um, um, like an almost like an OnlyFans girl inappropriately. I think I remember this vaguely. Yeah, because he also had a drinking problem that no one knew about. Oh. Um, and I guess in one of those, his drinking like episodes, he ended up texting this girl and they're having like inappropriate conversations. That got out. She exposed him. Uh, and then he just left the internet altogether. Mm-hmm. And then recently, like maybe six months ago, he's like, he started re-uploading YouTube videos because okay. he just loved to do it anyways, right? Yeah. But he, he felt more comfortable doing now. The kids are older. Uh, so oh now God, he's... I want to see what his kids look like. I'm talking about them like they're like old. They're all, they're all older now. Like uh, oh. one of his kids is like, because he's Mormon. One of his kids like went on a mission. Hey, Carl is Mormon. He moved to Utah. What do you think? No, I was wondering why. I thought that was like an American thing to do because it's cheaper. No, nah, he, he's always been Mormon. <gasps> yeah. You didn't know that? No. Oh, Mor- yeah. Can Mormons drink? Uh, probably not. But like, you know, oh. you know, you know, you know, people are there. I'm just I saying. don't know. No, Americans are different, bro. Americans are a different breed in general. They are. Yeah. They're built different. Um, <laughs> no offense to Americans. Shout out to y'all. But, <laughs> but yeah, he ended up uh what was i what was i what point what point was i on his son went on a mission yeah his son went on a mission recently all his kids are like talking and walking running around and i have a dumb question what okay so you know when they say like because i remember do you remember david archuleta yeah david archuleta went on a mission and i did not know what that meant really i was like oh yeah because recently actually i saw him post about post a picture with david archuleta like he was in their house because he's (laughs) i think he's he's mormon as well so they probably just you know all of them just know each other is that like (laughs) yeah pretty much oh really yeah it's like you you go out and you like preach to people in like the rainforest really yeah like you go into like some like like rural areas rural areas and you start preaching and stuff so it's yeah basically but there is a lot of controversy with that as well because sometimes um i don't know if it's a mormon church there's there's one church i think it was a mormon church where they would go to like places like in the philippines or in very low-income, like, third-world um, towns. Countries. Countries, sorry, but towns in those countries. Okay. And they would convince the people that, like, their donations will be better going to the church than their own food, like, <gasps> for their own sustenance. Yeah, so these people would literally starve to death Mm-mm. giving donations Mm-mm. to the church in order to, because because they were convinced that that would reach uh, give them salvation or something like that you're telling me americans mm-hmm. would go to third world countries and ask for donations from poor people yeah and they were and they were like taught the americans were actually taught or the preachers were taught to like um uh, guilt the people in in those towns how they, you gonna ask a poor person for money make it make sense they would be like they would be like you know i i'm i'm not with my family right now i'm here preaching to you guys trying to get you guys because i i want what's best for you yeah, there was a whole story that came out with it. I can't remember what I saw the video. Probably on TikTok, if anything. Yeah. But yeah, so she was saying like, yeah, I would make these people feel guilty. Saying like, oh, I'm missing my family and my home and everything to come out and preach to you. No She's like, knowing well that these people don't have food promised for tomorrow. And I can go back home anytime I want to, like a nice cozy home. And she felt guilt from it. That's why she was like exposing this. Oh, women can go on a mission Yeah, I think too? so, yeah. I didn't know that. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um yeah you know, so the sun no i'm just saying man you know some shady stuff going on i don't know but shout out to to shay carl <laughs> <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say shout out to the mormon, mormon church <laughs> i was about to i was like wait i know that work? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw that. 
I saw the contemplation. <laughs> you were like, shout out to the. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I had to. I had uh, my brain had to process that for a second. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I I had no idea that mm-hmm. he was a Mormon. Yeah. So, but those to go back to Adinshas yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got so, you. So, um, that one is an example of like how having a family channel can like turn on you eventually, because mm-hmm. then everything gets exposed. But I know that you watch Timothy De La Ghetto. Yeah, but he recently pivoted to a doing family a family channel. channel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but even then, he's he's still like he knows what to expose mm-hmm. and what not to expose. Um, so he has say it with me now what boundaries yeah that thing <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna say it i didn't me. know what the word was gonna be <laughs> like I, we don't have that connection just yet you know right, we're right, still, right. i'm still getting used to a new studio you know what right, I'm saying? Okay. i know everything still everything feels like fresh and yeah and exactly exactly I get you. but um but yeah that's a niche that i've seen has like one example would be like the austin mahone austin not mahone sorry austin what's that family uh, his his guy's name is Austin Ace Family. Oh, Ace yeah. Family, like the Ace Family. Yeah, like I feel like their fame that they got from that they blew channel. Up. Yeah, mm. it led to like just them turning on each other and like the kids are being because the, the issue with family channels is that at the end of the day, like the kids are getting exploited, mm-hmm. and usually the parents just end up turning on each other it can work out i'm not saying like for all cases it's bad but like, it can work out but for the for a lot of the cases i've seen like eventually it just turns on the kids being um um what do you call it not overworked but like exposed not exposed uh exploited mm. and the parents like fighting over the money well they didn't they actually Catherine is pretty loyal to him regardless of all the bs that he puts yeah. her through his issue, like that that family's issue is that one, yeah, the kids are probably overworked and exploited. Mm-hmm. Well, not overworked because they're not really doing much, but exploited. Yeah. Um, But I also think that uh, Austin, like the mm-hmm. dad of the, of the family, all the stuff that he does on the side is coming back to haunt him, unfortunately. Well, because he's like literally scamming people. They're all scamming people. Yeah, they're scamming people with like whatever stuff that they sell to them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, there's like all these cheating rumors and like every time like him and his dad being like kind of creepy. Yeah. Then he, there's his like brother's baby mama drama that's like mm-hmm. all over online. And that's the thing when you're posting yourself online is like mm-hmm. if you don't got boundaries, like you're really going to screw yourself over. In exactly. The long run. And those and even if you do have those boundaries at first, once they see that money, once they see that money rolling in, those boundaries get smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller until there's almost no boundaries at all. Yeah, because. Like, okay, let's be real. The more authentic uh, mm-hmm. content that you post online, the more real it appears yeah. <laughs> and keyword appears, the more viewers you're going to get, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you post a video of you just looking like you have the perfect life all the time, mm-hmm. nowadays people don't want to see perfection anymore. They want to see real, yeah, right? And so like to go back to the original list, mm-hmm. that was actually one of the things was like um, the girl was saying one of the things that, makes you successful online is not just to to appear real but the to post the most raw unedited um Mm -hmm. unfiltered footage that you have or content that you have so that's why like if you notice a lot of the videos where people are just in their cars and they're talking those Mm -hmm. do really well yeah um but the thing the thing i don't like about lists like how to explode they work for certain points yeah 
But at the end of the day, you never know. The internet doesn't know what it wants until you give it to it. Like, until you give it... Uh, until you try it all? No, like... Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, like, like let's say... Here's something I recently heard about. Like, mukbangs. Mm-hmm. Okay, mukbangs. The first person who did the mukbang didn't know that it was going to be the most popular thing in the world. Yeah. Because there was, a, like, a two years where mukbangs were literally, like, number one on the internet. Yeah. On all platforms for streaming and I everything. I never really liked them. Huh? I don't. I don't. First of well, all, well, yeah, because it's it's a niche, so not everyone's gonna yeah, like it, it's right? A niche, yeah, but yeah, it's a niche right, that's very right. popular. Yes. Uh, but the girl who initially started it, like, she just felt alone, and she knew there was other people alone, so she literally just put down her camera in front of her and started eating in front of the camera, and like would stream it so other people can join her while eating. I think it was during COVID, possibly. I can't remember when it started. No, it was, no, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, it was pre-COVID. But it was it was because like I think in certain asian countries i can't remember which one specifically i think it was korea or or japan like people are very uh isolated and oh that's sad yeah so um because of that she felt like this would be a way to connect with people Mm. and then it turned into what it is today Mm -hmm. like where's what probably one of the most popular are they still popular yeah mukbangs are still popular i think Oh. especially in asian countries specifically okay okay yeah mm. um but like she didn't know the internet didn't know they wanted that yeah until she did it yeah and then like other people were like oh i actually want to see more of this but that's an example of someone creating their own niche yeah exactly um and but then that becomes a dangerous niche like there's people like nick nick avocado do you know who that guy is nick Cavado, nick Cavado or whatever but essentially he was a bu- mukbang uh, he he did his whole channel was dedicated to the niche of mukbangs, mm-hmm. and ended up destroying his life. He gained like four hundred pounds because he well, would literally just make constant videos of him eating these. Because ju- initially it was just to be like small meals, I'm like a small meal you eat with mukbang and be done. Yeah. But then people, of course, America took it, made it bigger and better, or whatever. Right? They said so, go big or go home. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So they started making it where you eat like large amounts of food in front of the camera and eat it as disgustingly as possible and like make it as is this him yeah exactly so this guy ended up like just taking it to the next level he would eat like a hundred thousand calories worth of food or at least 10 20 000 calories worth of food in one sitting in a video and he'd film these videos almost every day he still does them yeah he still does them to this day people are already like counting down to the day that he like croaks or whatever but yeah it's really really bad but that's that's idea of like oh, yeah to this point it's literally like just disgusting i don't know how people can watch it Ew. um i think people's now that his fans are mostly just watching for like the gruesome nature of it but um ew, ew, ew. I don't what was like i gonna, what was my point but yeah that's an example of like the niche taking over you like where you're just like so trying to push it to the next level and because there's only so much you can do in it that it ends up like negative negatively affecting you yeah mm-hmm. um damn yeah because the internet always wants more <laughs> <laughs> really yeah i saw it really he was like eating noodles and then he threw it up oh did he yeah on camera mm. it was very really nasty but and he put that on instagram yeah the fact, that, like, the fact that that stuff's allowed on instagram to be i know no. i know but anyways um mm-hmm. yeah uh back to the 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 list yeah because i thought it was interesting um and you brought this up actually in the mm-hmm. very beginning of this episode was um, she was saying get rid of the like hook lines or taglines. Like, you know, sometimes people will like 
they start every single oh, day. Oh yeah, the same. yeah, 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 yeah. And so you were saying like, no, we're not doing that anymore. Like, I think it's it's. Mm-hmm. I think the whole cold open yeah goes back to being unfiltered uh raw unedited exactly i think people like that more that's why like you 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 start to pick up because i'm always on the internet like Mm. you can say i in a way it's kind of like researching because every time i watch something i analyze it for everything it is everything that they're how they're presenting it like how it starts like i'm I'm just trying to see like you know i'm trying i'm trying to uh uh, um put together what's going on behind the scenes in a way yeah uh, and that's something I've noticed and just subconsciously I was like you know what we should just stop doing that and like, but I think everyone has a difference like some people like structure yeah so they, they and they want to know like okay when I when I listen to the Cousin Connection podcast I know that I'm gonna ex- like I expect this mm-hmm. from them you know yeah. and so when we have a cold open it's kind of like we're we're switching it up mm-hmm but then some people are like you know what I, I kind of like the chaotic energy yeah like we just be random and so I think we'll just switch it up sometimes yeah. we'll have an intro and sometimes we'll just start talking exactly we'll keep y'all on <laughs> you never want to know our next move or you never will know our next move Maybe like let's will, talk about know. dc not <laughs> do you see what's going on oh uh uh can I, can I talk about like nerdy stuff for a second yeah can course. i get in my nerd bag for a second you know let's, 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 let's change it. the niche here for a second okay <laughs> no but really it actually it might be interesting to you okay, so see. i don't know if you know this you know how marvel has like connected universes and everything well, DC, which is like the competitor oh, to Marvel. DC. Okay, my, listen. What? I thought you meant Washington, DC. Oh, my God, Sarah. <laughs> That's what I was like, what's happening See, in that DC? shows you how much of a niche that I'm into. So in my head, I'm like, did something political mm-hmm. happen there? Wait, like, but do you, what, what niches do you, before I get into that, what niches do you take part in? Why are you going to put me on the spot like that, Amir? No, I'll, I'll say mine, you can say yours. I take okay. part in a, a bunch of niches. I mean, same. Okay, go ahead. What are your niches? I actually yeah do enjoy. <laughs> that scared me for a second. Go ahead. I do enjoy fitness content first of all. Yeah, I'm talking about like uh, niche content that I enjoy. Uh, something that you obsess over and like, like. Yeah, I'll give you examples of what I, I do okay, first. Yeah, let's hear you so like my niches are like of course working out, like I obsess over that. Mm. Uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Marvel, DC, pretty much anything nerdy except for anime. Anime, I'm not. Really? I, I watch i watch anime but i'm it's i wouldn't call it a niche for me okay um i like would would learning would the ability like the, the just the act of learning that's not a niche? a niche is that not a niche that's just uh i guess so yeah, yeah 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 like one one niche i'm trying to get into now is like um um three like 3d art development or like um 3d environment development i don't know if that makes sense like, do you know how, like, in video games, they have, like, environments that you play yeah. in and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want to learn how that works and how that's made. Like, to program it? Yeah, and, like, I'm now I'm, like, watching all the videos that are surrounded all that. So, that's, like, a niche that I'm getting into. Okay, so what are yours, then? Dang, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Harry Potter's also another one. That's very specific. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, when I say, like, these are my niches, like, I can tell you specific details of each of these things. Maybe that's why I can't remember names, because I'm always thinking about, like, everything related to nerdy stuff oh i don't know if i'm like that particular no there's nothing you obsess over like very like something and even those ones i wouldn't call them niche because they're so much of the pop culture at this point yeah like when it becomes part of the pop uh uh, pop culture is it a niche at that point 
I feel like I used to really have an obsessive type mm-hmm. of personality, like as a teenager, mm-hmm. and now I've kind of just, just no thoughts. Just come on. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Hold on. I feel like everyone should have an obsession, something they obsess over, that's like not related to their work or like their their daily, like something just just very different and oh, out really? there yeah do i not have a niche oh my god like now i'm like thinking about like what the hell am i into i feel like guys ha- have more niches than girls do like guys can get really obsessed over things that like girls are like why are you like into that i just like i'm just not that obsessed yeah, with girls it. are boring guys you know it's not that i'm boring i like things i just don't like i told you i used to have a very obsessive personality yeah where i would genuinely obsess over like certain things mm-hmm. as a teenager but then as i've gotten older i've just loosened up my grip so like so uh, so like mm, there's nothing that gets you excited like a weird thing that gets you excited like you look forward to oh my god sarah what are you doing with your life i don't know don't don't (laughs) you have like a freaking existential existential crisis no i've asked i've asked other i've asked the funny thing is i've asked like other i guess women about this as well mm. and they said and they like had the same reaction like they didn't have anything that they obsessed over like that but then whenever i ask guys like they have something that they obsess over no like i'm that's I'm, like not part of the norm i can tell you what they were like what what it was okay when I was what younger. did you used to have okay over? this one's so weird okay because i was so young so i had yeah. no business being into this but when i was like maybe like between the ages of like 16 and 24 four mm-hmm. i was obsessed mm-hmm. with searching up and watching random people's wedding videos what so your niche was wedding videos and you think i i didn't watch it on youtube what did you watch it on the high quality stuff was on vimeo <gasps> <laughs> you went to vimeo to search for this stuff how did you even find that out i guess that's the niche because you're niche. like <laughs> yeah like i were there like were there like forums dedicated to this no there weren't forums but like <laughs> I got so into it yeah. that, like, I felt, like, <laughs> emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, I remember I'd always show, like, my mom, yeah. my aunts. Like, we would just sit there for hours and hours. Oh, they would watch was, it with you? Yeah, I'd force them to. What? Yeah, that, that was a niche. Oh, you know what? I can't, I can't say you're weird for that. Because I had a niche recently mm-hmm. for, like, Disneyland parks. <laughs> I know, it's really weird. So, like, I would literally, I would watch every documentary made about Disneyland parks, like, how it was developed, where it came from. And I would actually get emotional watching it when I'd hear them talking about it. Because, like, it's been, expand- it's been, like, over a span of, like, 60, 70 years. So, people mm-hmm. have passed away in that time. Mm-hmm. And when, like, they would be talking about their friends that they worked with for 40 years developing this park and making it to what it is. But then they start passing away here and there. And they start, like, tearing up, like, <sighs> I felt like I was right there with you. Because <laughs> they're like, you're watching so many documentaries. You like you're part of the crew, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a um, Imagineer now. Do you know what an Imagineer is? Imagineer? It's it basically like, they have, they ha- they call themselves Imagineers because for Disneyland parks, like, they, they, there's so much dedicated to the experience of being in a Disneyland park mm-hmm. that, like, even the rides have to be developed in a certain way to like not take the person out of it and they want to make like fully immerse them in the experience so they have to imagine like how are they going to do this so they call themselves imagineers because they're trying to be creative and like have that like fun 
childish. They're not idea, just idea. basic engineers, guys. Exactly. They're imagineers. Man. Exactly. <laughs> That's my goal. Imagineer right now. <laughs> um, that was one, though. Yeah. That's an interesting niche. See, it's That's like, like, ve- interesting like very niche. specific. It is. Yeah. But aside from that, what else was my niche? Oh, do you what? remember my like ocean up just jared remember and i got ocean like, up i got gizma you don't know what ocean up what's is? ocean up again <gasps> is that a band no what is ocean up okay so in my early teens and i got all my cousins on it they all know if they're <laughs> listening to this they're gonna be dying so there was this blog a celebrity blog called ocean yeah. up there was also another one called just jared like there's perez hilton but like that was not what something that we i've heard into. of just jared you have yeah Really? How? I think so. I j- it just seems like something like, you know, like in just subconsciously when you yeah. said that, like it just triggered something. It was like that. But I just can't remember where I saw it from. So back in the day, I was obviously, as everyone now knows, I was obsessed with the Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, etc. Like that that era of Disney. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed. Okay. And so Ocean Up, Just Jared, like. Oh, weren't they like gossip sites? Like, like they're. Yeah, I guess that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. where they would like post about them yeah like, their whereabouts okay so just jared was more so on this it was more so like they would post like paparazzi photos yeah. and then just like say where they were yeah <laughs> sounds so weird <laughs> now that i'm saying this out loud but ocean up was yeah. like like fan like so they would post something and then you can comment on it so it's like a forum mm. so they would post like conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff yeah on there and I remember, um, do you remember that summer that the Jonas Brothers were filming Camp Rock? Yeah. And I made you guys go to their hotel. Yeah. So I went to their hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that day. Did we ever talk about that? I think we've talked about that. I don't think so. You guys literally like camped out of their place. <laughs> so we went to their hotel. They were staying in the Four Seasons downtown, by the way. A lot of celebrities stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one time that we were waiting with the girls this time. Wait, how many times have you guys gone? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just at once. <laughs> 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 i legit thought it was just at one time i didn't know you guys did this on multiple occasions so this is one of the times yeah. that we went um we were waiting for like a long time okay <laughs> what's a long time like a couple hours okay okay that's, that's, like, not, that's it wasn't like well that's okay yeah 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 and so while we were waiting mm-hmm. we saw some other famous people mm-hmm. um we saw this one girl from uh degrassi do you remember stacy farber i think her name was stacy was she the white one with the red hair no you probably remember her. I only know the bla- blonde one and the black one. Black girl. Not the black one. <laughs> <laughs> the black girl? Yeah. The one that was dating Drake on the show? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, this was the white. You'll know her. Wait, I, thought, oh. I thought Drake was dating like the goth girl or something. I don't know. I just remember seeing clips of that. No, he dated her too. He dated her too, but he dated the black Didn't girl. He was, he was a player even on the show? He okay. Was, he was. In a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is. Oh, pre-wheelchair. pre-wheelchair. Okay. But anyway, so we met Stacey Farber. Yeah. And we took photos of her, and obviously, because of my obsession, <laughs> I sent it. Cause on Ocean Up? Yeah, because they post, like, fan interactions. I'm surprised stuff. I even learned how to, like, upload photos onto that site. I know, but we, we posted it, and we made it on the website, and really? that was, like, my proudest moment. <laughs> can you, like, go onto, like, Wayback Machine and, like, pull that up? Like, probably can. <gasps> I need to find that. If I find, if we find Please it. Please find that. You that have to find that. That would be so funny. But I yeah, to put it up so or something. That that photo made it, and I remember like I was like on cloud nine. Yeah, I'm like yo, I made it on this website. <laughs> but anyways, that was another niche for yeah. like a couple of years where I was every dedicated to the forum day, every day, mm-hmm. and I was like a commenter. Okay, yeah. I was in there like a regular. I had an account and everything. Yeah. 
So that was another niche of mine. <laughs> and it, did you did you play into any of the conspiracies? Oh yeah. What kind of conspiracies were they talking about? Okay, so like you know how Demi Lovato came out with this whole like drug addiction and all that stuff, like all the documentaries that she's done and the rehab and all that stuff. Yeah. I knew about all that way before, way back when. How long ago? So when she just started off, like when she just got her rise yeah. to fame, um, she used to like, paparazzi photos. Like I think people don't under they underestimate like how clear quality these things are, mm-hmm. right? And on Ocean Up, you can like really blow up the photo. Are you guys like looking her nostrils? No, not her nostrils. <laughs> so she and this is really sad. So trigger warning because like, yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to offend any anybody here. Actually, you ain't gonna be triggered. No, I don't know, but she okay. used to have uh, she scars, self harm, yeah. Oh, okay. So and she would try to like hide them with like hair ties and stuff. Yeah. And so that's when you know the fans, mm-hmm. us, we knew we were like, oh, mm-hmm. we see something. Hope she's okay. Yeah. And then little by little, like people, because it's sort of like you know, I don't know if you've ever like read Perez Hilton's website. I've heard of Perez Hilton. It's like very gossipy, where yeah. people can just submit stories and stuff. Yeah. But this ocean up would have like photos mm-hmm. like like um, it would be like it would have to be it would have to be like verified before it made it on there yeah it mm-hmm. was verified but it was also like people would submit like unofficial mm-hmm. photos you know like people would sneak a photo of yeah someone and send, like that kind of stuff mm. so it was pretty interesting since i didn't have a life back then <laughs> i just read about other people's lives <laughs> apparently apparently you're still looking to make one now i'm just saying man no, you, you, have no you have no more niches left um what else was i into at the time i was so interested i i like now looking back <laughs> what happened sarah how do you get less interesting over time no, no i don't know <laughs> I'm playing. you think you think i'm not interested i'm playing no no no. you're, you're very interesting i sarah. think you're now you know what my niche is yeah now it's all about self-improvement mental health like i'm really into that kind of stuff but i also feel like get it's not really yeah like it's not really like a niche yeah you know it's kind of just like that's like you know life yeah health yeah <laughs> health can't be a niche you yours is health for you well fitness isn't my niche specifically fitness. okay fine yeah mm. and like specifically powerlifting skincare was actually a niche for me you know because i've i feel like so aisha does a lot of skincare on her channel yeah and i always tell her like if you can convince me you can convince strangers mm-hmm. <laughs> and she convinces me every single time man mm-hmm. A little too much because now I spend way too much on skincare mm-hmm. and I try out everything all at once. And obviously my skin just mm-hmm. doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have noticed in recent episodes. Soap and water, y'all. Soap and water. Yeah, I know. But I just like, that's something that I get excited about. Yeah. Is buying new shit. For your for your skin. Yeah. I get so excited to like, use it know, that I use it keep it simple, you know? No, I know. But it's just, I don't know. Something about like having a routine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have no time for a routine, man. You have skincare. I'm taking care of my other niches in that time. Yeah, you, you invest so much time in everything else mm-hmm. that you're like, bun the skincare, skincare routine. Yeah, I'm just telling you, you. At this point, I even stopped like doing anything to my face. I know I still put on moisturizer every once in a while. Ah? Uh, yeah. What did you just say? Like after I take a shower, I'll put did on moisturizer. Did you just say every once in a while? Oh, no, no. Like after I put on, take on a shower. <laughs> yeah. Which is I like every like, day. So it's pretty much every day. dry winter? You yeah, <laughs> I have to put on moisturizer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you don't, I feel like the less you focus on it, mm. the better it gets. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Because if you pick at it every day, yeah. you're just going to make it worse, man. When saying. I stop obsessing over my skin, th- 
then when like sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds so weird to say when i when i just don't focus on it yeah and sometimes i'll like when i wake up in the morning and go to the bathroom and look at my face in the mirror i'm like wow my skin is so clear mm-hmm. and the minute i notice it goes downhill from there well, just sad. just never notice it. Like, sub- like they gotta like trick yourself or something. I don't know. It's a little hard. Do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take down all the mirrors in my house. That that could. No, 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 that Would you ever live like that. that? What? Would you ever live like that? Uh. Like imagine not a yeah. single mirror. No, because I feel like I feel like you're kind of like you kind of do have to keep yourself up a little bit. Cause if especially if you're going to the office, like if other people start to notice, being like, "Hey, like, you okay? You okay? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, people doing that. You okay? Talk to you. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep it up to a level. Yeah, I get you. Um, but there's plenty of guys out there who definitely don't look like they look in the mirror when they leave the house. I'm just saying. I'm like, yeah. So you know what, guys? We're gonna take a quick break here, and we'll be back in just a second. No, I must have because I shaved. Did I shave? I literally can't remember. I think I oh no, I we looked I looked at myself in the mirror when we went to add this when we were about to go to the wedding. That's it. And I never I never I never looked into the mirror after that or even before that. Because I just had to shave my face or something. Where did we get ready before we went to that wedding? I literally can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. It, I, how do we forget that? What the flip? Where did we get where were we? Oh, oh I I, Yeah, okay, okay. Now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. had a mirror, so we're good. Yeah. Did she? Yeah, because I remember shaving there and almost cutting myself. Oh. Yeah. Um we're back guys. Yeah, we're back guys. <laughs> uh no, there's something I want to talk about like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So the video I sent to you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh do you know the guy named Halu Aziz? Halu Aziz, I think that's his name on TikTok. Yeah. Where he basically like now I guess he's streaming now. And um it always it came back to like age old questions like, hey, like, um I wanna get married, but like, well, I'm not financially stable. And his advice was like, don't worry about being financially stable to get married. Like, if you want to get married and you think you found the one, just get married to them. And and just hearing that, okay, I know the face you're looking, you're saying you're you're making right now. I'm thinking, okay, okay, just just hearing that alone, mm-hmm. it sounds really bad, right? So your first reaction, what's your first reaction when you hear that? If we're gonna think about it from an Islamic perspective, because I'll mm-hmm. answer that first. Yeah. Islamically, if if as a man you're able to fulfill your obligations towards your wife, then get married. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much you have, but if you're able to fulfill your obligations, then get married. But then I think about it from like a what I would want. I think mm-hmm. if you're younger, like you're in your early twenties or maybe late teens, yeah, that could probably work. But if you're like late 20s, early 30s, yeah. 40s, whatever, like if you're older and, and you're more established, mm-hmm. but you're not financially stable, like you can't be 35 and not financially stable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, like everyone, obviously people have different life circumstances that puts them in yeah. that position. But like you have to think about it this way, right? Like the older a woman is, they're they're going to look for someone who is financially stable because they probably are too. Mm-hmm. And so you can't come to an older woman broke and then be like let's get married because she's gonna look at you and be like uh how Mm -hmm. and i think that's why his his advice because one thing people don't realize like Mm -hmm. i know he has a beard and like he looks older but he's actually only i think like 25 oh really yeah and he got married like i think three years before so he was really young when he got married 
Um, so I think the per- what he was trying to say, because he did get a lot of backlash when he said that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people stitching it and like saying like, oh, like this is not right. Like, you know, you should have something set up or some some way of being able to support your your wife. Uh, but what I think what he was trying to say is that like you can get married and then like work on finding or maybe make a plan to where eventually you guys will live together because so he's saying get married and don't live together like if you can then do that but um like don't worry about the whole like having to live together or anything because your guys are still young Mm. and because he was he was probably thinking from the fact that he's still young or whatever right but like get married just so you can make anything you guys do halal Mm. so then you can and then you can work through the whole like okay um this is what i'm doing to like make money okay how long until we get move in that kind of stuff like all that stuff you can work out after you get married because nowadays i think that's why we're seeing like now a new wave of a lot of the gen z people are getting married younger Mm -hmm. while a lot of like millennials like us are like not getting married as early or not as quickly as them well that's because we were raised by our parents who were a lot of them immigrated here and so their mentality is you're not going to get married until you're financially stable. Well, I don't think that works because a lot of the Gen Z do have parents like that who have recently came or are first generation, basically. That is true. Where the kids are first generation. That, that, that is true. But they also learn from learn from um, not experience, but watching other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're going to they do things differently. Like you learn by like your what is it? Predece- predecessors? Uh, you learn from the people that came before you yeah yeah right so like for us who mm-hmm. did we have to look up to besides our parents and like maybe like our older siblings yeah. or whatever um I-, I can understand this guy's point though mm-hmm. because i think when you get married young and maybe you're not fully financially ready mm-hmm. to support someone your circumstances have now changed because now you're married and now mm-hmm. you know and it's a motivating factor for you to work harder yeah in order to be um able to support the like your spouse yeah so but, I, I can kind of but don't it. you think there's like a benefit because him even though he did get young um, married young mm. like he worked harder like you said he worked harder to be able to at least get a small apartment mm-hmm. with his wife mm-hmm. and like i feel like there's a benefit to that struggle like as long as you have a wife who's willing to go through that struggle with you yeah i feel like it makes your bond stronger yeah. over time and i think just a lot of people aren't willing or be they they don't want to have to go through that struggle, but I feel like it actually benefits marriage to be able to have to go to go through some type of struggle. Uh, yes, but on mm-hmm. the on the flip side of that argument, um, there's also like this mentality of like if a woman has to help build you up, mm-hmm. then they actually end up falling out of love with you because it's like what? I know, I know, I know. It sounds kind of stupid, but it's like it's like um like let's say there's a guy. Mm-hmm. And 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 in a woman's eyes, he's a project, right? Because yeah. he needs help for with whatever aspect of his life. Yeah. So she works hard. She helps him. She builds him up to be this amazing person. He's financially stable. Yeah. He's, you know, emotionally intelligent. He's whatever, etc. Yeah. And 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 right. He has everything now. But she she looks at him and she's like, yeah, I made him like that. I built him like that. So in her eyes, he still ain't shit. Cause she be, she what? everything that all of his success was because of her. If you take her out of the equation, he probably would have still been where he was before she helped. But him. isn't that what a partnership is? Like you're supposed to make each yeah, other better. Yes, I know. But I'm saying like that's what that like that's the flip side. Like that's the other part of the argument. So some women 
would rather they have a man who's would already a guy, would a guy ever think that way i don't think a guy would ever think that way like oh if if they're like extremely toxic toxic so what you're uh, saying is that that woman is toxic for thinking that way oh yeah okay yeah i don't think as it's long we're on think the same like page about that no yeah. because when you're when you're in a relationship like first of all no one's perfect right mm-hmm. um and i think that when you get into a relationship Mm-hmm. you're you're getting to know and you're basically blending your life with a totally different person yeah someone who has different life experience different thoughts and perceptions and everything from you like they're just a different person yeah so naturally they're going to influence you mm-hmm. maybe on becoming a better person or at least one would hope that right yeah so how is that not a good thing you know like when you get into a relationship you end up developing the habits of the other person anyway or mm-hmm. you you create new habits together or whatever yeah right so I don't I don't I don't see that as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when let's say you have two people, one person's already at 100 in, in their life and the other person's at 60. So the person who's at 100 helps mm-hmm. to bring the other person up. Some people see that as like a weakness, right? Because they're they're helping them. Yeah. You get what I mean? I, I can see I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, not I'm, right I'm, at all. I'm, I'm not saying it's right, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that's like the other thought of that. Mm-hmm. there are some people who think like that where yeah. if they have to help you be a better person then they kind of look at you and they're kind of like there's a not that they look down on you but like mm-hmm. they know deep down inside like you are as good as you are because of them you know so they always like yeah and those people have, will die alone <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but mm-hmm. but it is weird how sometimes like when i think about like the whole marriage thing i'm like this person was a stranger like three months ago or six months ago <laughs> And you're choosing to live the rest of eternity with this person. Because think about it. You know, in Islam, we, we, we think of life as, as, as a resting point or a stopping point. You know, th- this, is, this is really just the, the, the waiting spot mm. until we move on to, the, to our real journey the of, of the afterlife, which is eternal. Mm. And technically in Islam, like if you both love each other for the sake of Allah, you will meet each other again in, in paradise. You'll and you'll be married. And you'll be married there for the rest of eternity. So you're like... This person, I just met you six months ago, but you know what? I'm going to spend the rest of eternity with you. Maybe that's why we get four. Because <laughs> eternity is a long time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> well, the number's kind of small now, oh, thinking about it. No, <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> But yeah, um, but yeah, it does the way I think people are getting on him for no reason with, with his statement, not for no well, reason. Well, would but you like, do that though? What? Like, think of yourself as you if I if I went back, if I if I went back, I don't know. I can't say that if I went back because like I don't know who I, I would be. Let's just say you met the person that you like. You were like sure, like yes, I'm gonna marry this. Per- I want to marry this person, but yeah. you weren't financially stable at the time. Would you have still done it? Probably, yeah. Really yeah we, well then again like because i'm trying to think about who i was at that time mm. and like i started working young so like technically i've well, always been financially stable okay let's just pretend like you weren't because but like i can't here's the thing me. financially stable doesn't equate to maturity what does, it, though it, but that's not that yeah you're immature, i guess so but, like, but we're just thinking financials specifically here okay fine and like even then like what does it mean to if if you if you have enough to just buy like a one bedroom apartment yeah. in the middle of the hood, technically or not buy but like rent that one, and and be able to pay for your groceries, technically, 
you are financially stable. Of course, you're not living in the best environment, but you are able to start. You have a starting point. Yeah, essentially, financially stable means you're able to fulfill your basic needs. Exactly. So, like, at to a point, like, as long as you had some type of job, Mm. you could be financially stable at a pretty young age. Maybe in that economy, but today's economy? I guess so, yeah. And today's economy... Basically living below the poverty line. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's it i feel like i I would have yeah if i found someone i'd be, I'd be married like right away i don't i don't like waiting for that kind of stuff but then, of course clearly you know i had wait, was, you know, <laughs> it just hasn't worked out okay guys stop stop, 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 stop like why are, you, why are you judging me okay They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah that was just something i saw on the internet recently that i thought needed to be uh, you so know, how do dive you, deeper into how do you feel about it now being a 30 year old who has been in the workforce for you know over a decade at this mm-hmm. point damn you damn oh shit okay it's only seven years damn chill. actually yeah, technically in the workforce in general yeah that's what i'm saying like damn, yeah i'm like you, well whatever you know i'm just saying i you know i've been you, getting money okay that's how it is okay, okay. I'm just saying. okay. <laughs> um <laughs> like how do you feel about that perception now like would you advise like if one of the younger guys, someone that mm-hmm. you know that's like, you know, maybe like 18, 19, yeah. that age bracket, would you tell them like, yeah, 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 you have a girlfriend, go get married? Um, if if they really felt like they had the person, like, of course, you have to like look at the person too and be like, okay, are you mature? Like if they're not mature. But obviously an 18 year old is going to tell you, yeah, I'm mature. I'm mature. No, but age. you know, if I know this person, because the only person I would give that kind of advice to is if I know them right yeah uh and i know their family and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. if i know that then i'll be like you know what sure it's like if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out you can always just move on and just see. Yeah, you know. that's the thing though you know like you never you, know if you're gonna have tomorrow that is true and you want to keep things halal that's also true but it's like you don't want to who you loved at 18 is not who you're going i mean for not not for everybody but like yeah. you know like it's you don't want to encourage such a permanent okay maybe it's not per, it's not permanent because mm-hmm. it's divorce but like such a, you don't want to encourage such a big decision mm-hmm. on on like something that like you like for now yeah you know what i mean like and and i i guess you're looking at it like okay are they mature everyone when you're young when you're that young mm-hmm. i remember thinking i was mature but mm-hmm. now looking back i was like i, didn't, I was an idiot i didn't know anything mm-hmm. I, didn't, I was but they can grow up and learn together and become yeah, mature together yeah but not every like not everybody yeah every every case is i won't okay I, I like i said i'm not gonna say that for every single person yeah um but there are plenty of cases now in our own community where people are getting married at like really young ages yeah and and may allah make them successful <laughs> in in their decisions yeah no i genuinely mean that because mm-hmm. you like if you are lucky to find someone at that young of an age mm-hmm. and you're so sure mm-hmm. and you guys can make it work like why not do yeah. it yeah because i feel like getting married really does help with your dean so like maybe just when you get that point past that point of getting married like you'll be more focused on like becoming a better muslim as well mm-hmm. and you won't maybe you like as long as you're lowering your gaze or whatever, like you won't have as many distractions in your life. So you won't even lust for those other things or not desire those other things mm. uh, because you have someone that's halal for you and you'll be like good for the rest of your life. But So you'll be able to focus on the things that are important. From a man's point of view. Yeah, saying, from the man's uh, point of view at least. Yeah. Because yeah. everything I'm going, I don't know the woman's point of view. I don't, you you got to give that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's why, you know, some people say... 
like getting married is like completing half your dean. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's not it's not the actual act of getting married that completes half your dean, but it's like all that comes with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you being good to your spouse, um, praying together, encouraging each other mm-hmm. to, be, to be better, et cetera. Yeah. Um, that's what helps you complete half your dean, because essentially you now have a built in motivating partner. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, that helps you fight against your nefs and do all that you need to do. But yeah. So if it, and to go back to that person who asked that question, it would depend on who their partner, who they're choosing to. Mm-hmm. I would be very judgy of that. At that point, it's it's important to be as critical as possible, even if you feel like it's not politically correct to for the things that you're looking out for. Mm. But it depends depending on the person who asked me that question. Like there are certain things I will be looking out for. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about like for me, I every time when it comes to marriage, I'm thinking like overall, like will this person make me a better Muslim? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Because now you you can have your fun whenever you're young. Yeah. But like when you get older like of course inshallah if you do get older ever <laughs> even now like when you're when you're when you're accountable or whatever you just want to be make sure that like you're making the best decisions for yourself so that you know like i mentioned earlier when you get into the end of life you'll be set up for the best uh deal i don't know i don't know what the word i was going about to say best uh you have the best uh outcome exactly that's okay. what it is best yeah deals. Like, what? i don't know okay whatever okay but like you know how we I'm just not a podcaster. You are, <laughs> but you know how we just assumed that he meant someone who is young just because they're not financially stable? Yeah. What if it was like someone who's 30 and not financially stable? Would well, you that's s- why any statement said is usually you're supposed to take it as more of like a general thing and not mm. for... There are going to be outliers. Okay, but like would you tell your 30-year-old friend, yeah, 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 you're not financially stable? Go ahead. Go ask for her hand. Uh no, that's why I told you. It's, I mean, you're you're literally proving my point. I'm telling you, there are outliers, okay? But generally, for the most part, most mm. people would be financially stable at that age. But if they're not, then if you, they're not, then you gotta, you gotta go back like, to the drawing board, man, and be go like, go get okay. that bag up, homie. Exactly. And then you could ask for her hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Would you mm-hmm. ever help your friend? Like, what do you mean? Loan him some money. No, I don't. I don't like loaning money like that, man. Dang, you're not. Yeah, you're not trying not, to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to help your friend get the girl. It dep- oh, wait, for the girl to loan money for the no. Like maybe he needs like you know, a couple months rent, and then he'll be like, oh, "I'm gonna get my bag up, but I just need some support right now." It, okay, I would never loan money. I would give money. I would never. I would never. The one thing you should always, whenever you give money to someone, never expect it back. What? So, Why not? You never. Can give loans. I'm telling you right now, never. You realize how much people can change or switch up on you if you give them money, and um like you start passing not passing for them but you start asking for it back because like depending on the amount like they can start feeling like oh like you have something over them they might stop talking to you because they feel like they owe you something and they want to like uh they don't want that to come up so they start avoiding you that makes me so uncomfortable because yeah personally Mm -hmm. if someone if i lend money to someone i i low-key have that same mentality yeah it's not that i assume it's a donation it's just I lend them money and I don't do it reluctantly. Like I happily mm-hmm. will give someone money if they needed it. Yeah. Like if they're like, oh, can I borrow $500? Yeah. Okay, here. And I'm like, inshallah, they pay me back one day. Mm-hmm. And and my toxic trait is yeah. that I would rather freeze outside in the Canadian winter than ever ask someone for money back. Yeah. Th- that's why it's you notice like so whenever awkward. whenever I, I pay for something or I buy something or I even just give money to someone, I never ask for it back. I just like... If they remember, they remember. Whatever. No, but like sometimes like we split things. 
yeah and i'll forget and he just won't and i'm like amir why the hell didn't you remind me i just I, i'm like, like he'll be like eh. i'm like no <laughs> it's not my money anymore no but i told you like that's the thing right like, yeah you, you gotta think about a verbal contract okay if mm-hmm. i tell you i'm gonna pay you back yeah i'm gonna pay you back because i hate when people like personally i don't like when people say like oh i really need this cash let me can mm-hmm. i borrow some money from you and i'm like yeah sure no problem mm-hmm. And then they just never talk about it again. And I understand people forget. I understand life yeah. tactic, whatever. But like, if I borrow money from someone, that mm-hmm. weighs heavy on me every single day. I'm like, oh my god, I owe this person money. Yes, yeah, sometimes I forget, but then it'll come. It comes back to me. Yeah. Like, I'll, we'll randomly be in conversation. I'm like, I owe you money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Mm. That's why I, I also personally I would never ask for money because I would just feel too awkward. I don't know. I'm like. So I'm so awkward when it comes to that because I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll just figure it out. I'll do something. I'll sell something to make the money back. Because I don't, I don't know. I'm just I, like, that's how I'm always weird about money. For me, it's I think like, it depends. Like if it's yeah. someone that's very close, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind asking. Like I'd ask you for like 200 bucks if I needed it. <laughs> but if it's 200 bucks, I'll just give it. I, so I won't even like expect it back. Oh, I'll but if like, it was like 5,000, you'd be like, you better pay me back, Sarah. Even 5,000. No, I was just saying, you got it like that? <laughs> no, no, no. It, I don't think I don't know if I would ever give five thousand dollars to someone. Like that's like that's like a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, like even actually, eh, even even for five thousand dollars to depending on the person, I might give it and not expect it back. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Don't lie. Because like at the end $5, of five thousand dollars, are you kidding me? You know, I I I I believe that Allah will will sustain me or give me sustenance. The sustenance that I did I. Uh, that he yeah, your sustenance is written for you. Is yes, written for yes, me. Yes. yes you're so right. if I give that money out, I rely on him enough that I feel like if I ever needed that money again, that it would come back to me in some other way. Mashallah. I'm just brother. saying. Mashallah. <laughs> you guys see this? The nude is literally <laughs> going like spewing out. No, I need shades right I now. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I I agree. And, yeah. and, and you know what they say about giving donations Islamically is like when you give donations, it'll never make you poor. Yeah, exactly. You always get it back one way or another. Yeah, like when people when they say that, when they say that in the lessons and they stuff, it's I true. Take, I take it. I take it to heart. I'm like, okay, then I just won't. I'll, if someone asks me for that much money, I'll give it out, and I will never like. There are people who, whenever they have donations for like the Islamic Center, they they just give five thousand dollars. They're not expecting that money back. Yeah, I know. So if it's, it's someone donation. close to me, why would I expect that money back either? So I'm like, oh, whatever, just okay. Because no, you never know what your financial situation is. Like, what if, like, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I mean, I get it. Like, most of the time, mm-hmm. I don't give, I don't lend money. Yeah. And uh, automatically say, yeah, this is, I'm giving this away for free. Mm-hmm. I, I expect it back. But mm-hmm. after a certain time, when it's past the point where I'm not comfortable to ask for it back, that's when I'm like, okay, you know what? I intend for this to be a donation. Mm-hmm. They don't have to pay me back. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And I just leave it and then we never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't come back to me well it comes back to me in other ways but i'm yeah. saying you know okay so you know we have similar similar, similar things i'm I'm, yeah. I'm probably like on the extreme side of the spectrum and you're like more like you just automatically give it away it. and just don't expect well, it back the thing is it convinced me to give it would be hard but eventually if i was convinced to give it mm-hmm. i wouldn't expect it back if i asked you for money would you lend me or would you depends give on what me? it is what do you mean what it, it depends like it depends on what it's for like you oh. for like life saving surgery, I'd be like, oh, just take it. <laughs> okay, okay, I know, I know, that's extreme. That's okay, so extreme. if it if it was for like, like what if my car breaks down? I'm like, oh my god, I need to get a tow truck, but I don't have my wallet. Yeah, if it's something that's gonna affect your life that much, I'd probably just give it. 
and be like whatever. What if it's like? You now you're just trying to find out where the line is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking like what's what's my limit? What what? Yeah, j- give me another scenario. Let's see. Okay. Um, uh. What? I go on vacation, but I'm having a horrible time, and I'm texting you, and I'm like, yo. Uh, I don't get paid till next week. Can you just buy me a return ticket? And I'll pay you. But when I come back, would you do that? I'd probably just buy the return ticket. Like, I would. I would pay you that. That's that's. If you wanted to, you could. But I would. I yeah, would. But I, I wouldn't ask for it. And one you know, time, I wouldn't ask for it. One time I texted my brother that. And yeah. Guess what he didn't do? He didn't buy me a return ticket. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. <gasps> he was like, "You, you better deal with Separate. your. You better deal with your problems." Yeah. I'll tell you where it was after. I can't say it on camera. <laughs> oh my god but yeah um, yeah good times (laughs) (laughs) i stayed oh shit what 12 minutes yeah this was a long episode yeah we didn't even finish all our topics but we really didn't you know we'll save it for a rainy day exactly exactly okay guys um so again i don't know if if you guys like this like new setup or whatever let us know in the comments uh, at least for the video listeners, the audio listeners, you know, shout out to y'all. I feel like we were more relaxed. Like, I I like this vibe. Yeah, that's why we've got seats like this. Can it's we have, like, like, a nice fireplace right here? Yeah, we can have a nice fireplace. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, um, yeah, leave your comments in there. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the bell thingamajig so you can, you know, get notified whenever the episodes are up. Uh, follow us on all our channel on all our other platforms. Just search up Cousin Connection Pod on Instagram or TikTok. I think it's podcast or pod pod, pod on and TikTok as well. Um, and yeah, what else you? No, we're good. That's it. Okay, bye. bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.